0: i Spaces welcome to the ether today is monday december 12 2022 today on the ether the lunk governance proposal ama hosted by spoon and friends let's take a listen
1: all right guys thank you all for being here and uh, thank you for uh, attending the lunk governance proposal ama uh, i want to introduce you guys to the uh, co-host jerry and Brian and uh one of our authors, uh Luquan, if he, there you go. He's Why like is there. Jerry co-host so-
0: <laughs> governance
2: uh, by, <laughs> by us.
1: It's okay. He's here. Jerry, um I want to start off with uh Brian. Uh how did you guys um uh come up with this uh proposal?
3: <laughs> I appreciate the the, the toss off. Uh basically um uh Kwan, you know, reached out to me told me about an idea that he had. And he sent uh, he sent um, a rough draft of, of what he was writing up and, you know, really resonated with me um, because I really think that, you know, there needs to be, you know, a bit of structure for the community to be able to kind of rely on um, and something that can be long-term um, in, in, you know, indefinitely. Um, and so, you know, kind of what he presented to me is uh I, I was just very intrigued by it uh really enjoyed you know what I read, and then, as I often do, I kind of like added a bunch of stuff <laughs> um I've written a lot of proposals um you know with being in the entertainment industry, you're always writing up business plans, proposals, things like that for movies when you're talking with investors and such stuff like that so um i added you know I basically stepped in and added a lot of detail to it. Um, and, um, you know, that's, that's how I was introduced to it. And, uh, then it's, you know, it's progressed very quickly. It was only about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, um, that, that I was reached out to. And, um, you know, I, I, I think, uh, I think it's a, a very good step in the right direction for, you know, essentially the blockchain as a whole.
1: And. And Brian, before you take this, um, I wanted to also introduce, uh, we have a special guest here, Crypto. She's a former SEC lawyer. So in case we have any questions along that area, she'll be able to chime in. Go ahead, Brian, take it.
3: Hey, welcome, Crypto. Um, So yeah, so basically, like, that's how it kind of unfolded. Um, Luquan, do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, the proposal and like kind of how you came up with, you know, the idea um and uh kind of where it's heading
4: uh sure so um you know we've we've been in and out of spaces uh you know daily um <laughs> that's where we spent a majority of our time um and uh, listening to uh you know the community um structure is needed um within this blockchain uh without it it won't proceed the way that we want it to um there's been talks of multiple different uh sort of structures um holacracy was one of them uh just passing the keys directly to um you know terror rebels was also one of them uh having ed kim as ceo and then having him get on uh you know team members and whatnot uh that was also one of them um we uh, we kind of came up with a sort of interim uh, structure uh, to kind of um, you know sustain it temporarily until a full structure plan could uh, you know go into effect and uh, this would also assist with funding um, and sort of having a legal structure uh, implemented into the blockchain as well
3: So one of the things that I really liked, uh, let me just, Luquan, do you want to kind of, uh, do you want to go more in depth into what the proposal is going to be? Or do you want me to kind of cover some of that?
4: Uh, If you would like to, um, yeah, you could go into it. If there's anything else uh, to add, uh, we could step in and add it in.
3: Okay. So basically... You know, I come from, um, you know, the entertainment world where things are very, you know, structured. It's like you have your corporations, S-Corps, LLCs, you know, they're all legal entities within the United States. And it's like, you know, the crypto world is completely different. Um, There's, you know, everyone says decentralization, you know, no one should have any control, et cetera, et cetera, which, you know, I agree with. I agree. Decentralization is very important. Um, so that no one party can can kind of control things, and when I saw the and the 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 the, um, the proposal, kind of really lined up with what I had been thinking uh, the direction of the community should be. So the proposal is essentially proposing to set up an entity, basically like an LLC or a foundation or an S corp, you know, whatever is is uh, most logical. Um, The first step would be a general counsel, a law firm essentially being hired to help set up the entity and and basically guide the process. Um, You know, I believe wholeheartedly in following the letter of the law, making sure that, you know, like when something gets set up, it is set up properly so that there are no questions about its legality, um, which is why it's incredibly important to have a law firm who has done organizations for blockchain and for, you know, the general public as well. Um, kind of lead the charge on that. And then part of the proposal also is you'd be hiring a, an accounting firm, you know, an uh, internationally recognized firm to track payments and things like that, because um, you really want to make sure that any audits that need to be done, there's there's a reputable uh, accountants behind that. Um, and so the entity would essentially, the whole focus of the entity is the L one, the level one of the block of Lunk blockchain. You know they're not making DApps for level two or anything like that. It's a thousand percent just making sure the blockchain is secure, is safe, and then you know uh, DApp makers can just go to, bi- to go to town and make their DApps. And so, um, so that's kind of like the the gist of what the proposal is going to be um, uh, introducing. Um, You know, also part of the entity would be a marketing department that basically will will market the entire Lunk blockchain to the world, you know, try to set up sponsorships, things like that. Because, you know, although many in the crypto world know Lunk, you know, as we know, we're really at the beginning stages of, you know, blockchain and cryptocurrency. So we want to make sure that Lunk is at the forefront and people are seeing it who have not seen cryptocurrency before. Um, and then there would also be um, a a, uh, a specific um, communications department that not only keeps the community updated on what's happening, but they would also be sort of the intermediaries with companies like Coinbase, Robinhood, you know, like any exchanges we want to get on. And they'd be pushing like that, that message and they would be negotiating and such. Um, and then also a big thing the communications department would be as well is we really want to have a foot in the door with all of these different laws that are be being put in place. I live in California and I do know that you know there are roundtables that are happening um, with Twitter, coinbase, you know various companies humble, um, a lot of different companies with the the uh, elected officials here like the governor um, you know uh, sec- Secretary of State, et cetera, et cetera, and so I think that it would be great to get lunk into those meetings and to have basically a seat at the table and in, in helping to guide like, the legal structure of things. Um, and then we also, you know, with the, both the law firm, especially the law firm, we want to make sure that we are um, compliant with anything, any laws. And, we, you know, it would be my suggestion that we would get an opinion letter from a law firm showing that we are not a security and that we are a utility. Um, and that would be all like in the preview of the entity, like they're handling all of that. Um, I have reached out to Ed, reached out, out to Zaradar. They're both named in the proposal. Um, I would never put out a proposal out without somebody's permission to use their name. And, uh, Zaradar, you know, we do have his, his permission. Um, Ed and I have been going back and forth. He had something similar. He's very excited. He, he, he's very interested in this proposal. Um, and I think that he would, uh support it um he just has questions that i've been answering for him um and we've reached out to a you know a number of validators also and you know to this point they've all felt it was very it's very well structured and you know i think i think the community just needs that entity that they can kind of rely on to be you know um just very neutral in everything because as we're seeing there's some some fraction in the community because of of different parties and such. And I think that if we have a central community or a central entity that is only focusing on L1 and that's all they're doing, then, you know, we can know that the blockchain is secure. And I think that that will bring investors and that will bring um, developers back to the chain. Does that kind of sum it up, Laquan? Yeah, yeah. No, you did a really wonderful job. And so, you know, the, the idea is, you know, we wouldn't put this up for a vote probably till uh, till the beginning of January. I'm leaving actually in four days, heading to the Arctic Circle, believe it or not. It's going to be awesome. Um, but, like, you know, we want to have these AMAs to educate people. Um, the nice thing about this proposal is people understand regular business. People understand corporations, S-Corps, LLCs. Like, they can wrap their mind around it. They understand the structure. Um, the The entity would be financed by the community through the community pool. Um, there would be budgets that would be created, and the community would vote on those budgets. Um, the idea would be that there would be an initial amount that would be given to the entity to set up the entity as well as push forward on a number of level one um, things that need to be done to secure the blockchain. And then we would come back, we would set up you know a budget for what the teams are that we need. Um would be, and those budgets would then be put in into in vote for by the community. And it would be three month increments for the first year. So every three months we're coming back to the community and we're saying, okay, this is what we know we need for the next three months, yes or no. And so after the first year, we should establish a pattern budget. Um, and basically what that is is in the entertainment industry, if you're doing a TV show, by the, the third or four, fourth week or fourth episode, you know what your budget's going to be. You you know like what you need to spend um, to keep things going. So after the first year, it would be my plan to have a pattern budget in place. So then we can come to the community and say, okay, for the entire year of say 2024, this is what we're going to need. And then the budget, and then the community would vote on that. And if the vote if the vote is no, then we go back, we rework the budget. And we go back to the community and say, okay, this is what we've reworked based on your feedback. This is what we want. And after several of these, if the community just basically keeps saying no, 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 then we would assume that they no longer want this entity, and then we could dissolve it. But, you know, that entire year, the L1 has been put up to date, and all the updates are done. So go ahead. Uh, if anybody has any questions, I we got a couple of requests here
1: um actually uh alex had a hand up
3: uh crypto that is oh go ahead crypto
5: yeah yeah alex is fine um i'm i don't hide my identity at all (laughs) so um
3: clearly i don't either (laughs) yeah
5: um so okay a few things so uh um are the terra and luna coins happening again like is there going to be a stable coin uh, that your guys are working on, or is it really just focusing on the chain itself? And then what I think I've seen is like a payment processing and things like that?
3: This is focusing on the chain itself. Um, and then anything in terms of you know stable coins or whatnot, I mean that, that would be a different discussion. But yeah, this is because right now the chain needs a lot of updates to get it um, you know up to date with the other chains in cosmos. So initially the the main focus is that. Is getting um all of those updates done in fact um ed sent edward kim sent me a list of all the updates that need to be done and and it's extensive um and it does not entail uh, a stable coin what he sent me so okay so
5: i mean if you do that again that's a whole separate discussion um uh there's a lot of work that needs to be done on on well i mean in stable coins in general but um that you know it's listed as like a seniorage chain. um, So probably removing all of that language. Um, I did see a lot of discussion on the use as a payment processor, which I think is an interesting use case. Um, And again, another discussion. But what I find really interesting is what you're doing is actually really in line with what I'm seeing um, in in the rest of the crypto sphere, right, which is the same thing that people like me have been saying for a long time, which is, uh, you know, you have to build an entity, you have to figure out how to do accountability, you have to figure out, um, you know, how to set something up, you know, using tokens for securities doesn't work. And you got to actually like people are do offering stock right now, Like, there's a lot of cleanup that has to happen. Um, your start over opportunity is enormous. I mean, I can't thousand really percent. Yeah, I can't really. Um, overstate that because that that so what ideally we would see in a chain that fails and and truthfully there's nothing wrong with the chain failing period right like uh you can't pivot so um when you realize that something you've built doesn't take you where you need to go anymore, Um, you can either fork if it's possible, and often it's not, um, or you have to essentially redistribute the assets and start again. And that is something that we've literally only seen one other chain ever do. Uh, But you start off with a huge advantage, which is essentially you have a lot of your framework in there, and you already have a pre-built community. That is something most chains don't have. Those are huge assets. That's a lot of money you save. And you already have, you know, a, a user base that you wouldn't have ordinarily. That's actually something that, um, you know, assuming that the build takes place with a lot more, um, with like definite thought. To what is going to happen in future years and how to adjust accordingly, um, you can make something that is incredibly powerful. So this could be a very strong build. I mean, I would I don't count anyone out, especially if they say, you know, look, you guys have two major assets here, so that's a big giant deal. Um, also, so much stuff is built on Cosmos right now. It's so funny people really talk about Polkadot more, but Cosmos is actually the chain that um, that has more stuff on it. Like a ton of stuff is actually built on it, but nobody really discusses it, which I think is just a very interesting thing. But um, I would say first, it's gonna be very hard for you to find counsel that's going to say definitively that something isn't a security. You just have to be very, very uh, good at designing your transactional token to not be a security. So that is not like adding in a utility. It's a very specific process. So be very cautious when you do that. And then um, the other thing is uh, build governance in, because if you're operating in the US, I don't know if you've actually seen this at all, but section 230 is going to be going away uh, or at least very restricted. And that means platforms are going to start being liable for the things that are published on them. You can use that to your advantage because you can build in those costs in advance, right? You can build in both the structure and the cost. and that's actually another huge advantage because the people who don't have that, it's nearly impossible to build that in after the fact. because again, we can't pivot here. So um, so I think that there's some very strong um, some like again, like I said, some strong advantages. Be very cautious and cognizant in building this and making sure that you're looking in the future. Because what do we really see in this space, right? A lot of people hit the same wall, which is, okay, crap, what I built doesn't actually work in terms of whatever. Or I put something in that I thought was just temporary and then realized, oh, crap, it's not temporary And then what happens? You're in a hole and you start digging. That is a terrible idea, right? Because you're just making your hole bigger. But that's what happens when people start shifting money around and then saying like, you know, it'll be okay. I'll figure it out. Like the person who's gambled away the mortgage and says like, I just got to win it back. There is no win it back. That's it. This is your, you know, you're, you really have to build, um, uh, you know, and see that, you have to build with a lot of foresight. Nobody has as much foresight as uh, a properly built Web three company. There's just nobody because you have to think so much about not how humans say they're going to act or how they wish they act, but how they actually acted. You have to think about you know, the impact of politics, how money flows through systems. You have to think about the technology itself and what future technologies are going to be doing and how that will adapt into your system. You have to think about how, um, you know, different legal changes are going to be impacted or impact your current build. And all of that's a lot. I mean that no other technology had to face that much impact, but you're basically generating something that can't adjust and is on a certain level self-perpetuating. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of work. So, um, which is not to say like, I mean, obviously it can be done. It's just something that I think people haven't necessarily considered, um, the fact that you cannot move fast and break things. That doesn't work in Web three. It just creates a mess, right? And that is the twenty seventeen to twenty twenty builds, um, in large part, where Web two money coming in and trying to implement this stupid, you know, Web two SaaS model of, you know, just put out a crappy MVP and adjust, adjust, adjust. And it doesn't work that way. So um, I'm just going to say I'm really happy that you guys are actually rebuilding. I think that that's a really good thing. I think it's a good. I think it's something that people should look at. I think a lot of your proposal sounds like it's reasonable. Um, some of it I think is going to be harder for you to implement. So it's going to be basically a combination of getting really good counsel and, um, and developing um, in, a, in a more conservative style than most people uh, in the space are, are comfortable doing, or at least prior to FTX, right? We're not comfortable doing, but it's doable. So, um, you know, yay for you guys.
3: Yeah, thank you. And yeah, just, you know, the legal counsel that we will be using, they are in the blockchain space. Um, they actually have done opinion letters that we we would, we would, I believe in relying heavily on attorneys to make sure that you're doing everything right. You know, it's not going to be fast. It's not going to be a quick fix. It's going to be something where, you know, like we're going to take their counsel and listen to it. Um, and I think that, yeah, I mean, we, you know, they've dealt with, um, the SEC and whether it's something as a token or whether it's a security or a utility. So they actually have been in that arena before, and they've actually also been helping to push a lot of the, um, the legal framework in various states, um, you know, like Wyoming, California, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, um, we have such a huge opportunity and I think that you know, like you said, it's like we can't we can't mess it up. And I think the best way to to take advantage of that um, that that opportunity is to do it very very um, specifically. Have specific tasks, have a specific team, and just you know just check things off one by one. Um, and I think in the long term, that's really going to benefit the entire blockchain. And this entity, kind of the the idea is that you know it's you can change out the people in the entity, but it's always going to be there. It's always going to be kind of watching over the blockchain, um, and it won't have those um, you know those conflicts of interests of hey, we're doing both DApps and you know watching over the blockchain. It's like no, we're just watching over the blockchain. So you know it's uh you know it's it is a huge opportunity. So and I appreciate all of your your insights because you know whenever we can talk to somebody from the SEC or formerly from the SEC, it's like, it's always good because the more information, the better. So um, feel free to definitely chime in with any of these other questions that are going to be coming up. Or if you have any more questions for us, definitely, definitely ask. Uh, Luquan, did you want to respond to anything she said as well or Jerry?
6: Oh, I was Um, just going to say 30 more people came in when, when uh, she was speaking and I don't, if you could introduce yourself real quick. Uh, that would probably help them out knowing exactly who you are, where, what your experience is.
3: Um, sure. So my name is Brian Kirchhoff. I'm uh, I'm an actor, a producer. I have a production company as well in Los Angeles. Um, and uh, we're talking about a proposal that will probably put up within the next month. Um, it's about basically creating an entity like a corporation or S-Corp or, you know, a Dow LLC, you know, whatever the attorneys that we would hire, you know, recommend. And making it so that this entity is solely focused on L1 and the L1 upgrades, um, research and development for the L1 of Lunk, um, and so on and so forth. And so, um, uh, crypto just great. You know, just gave us amazing information on you know, um, sort of like the, the 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 what's happening in the crypto world and and sort of like what we should be looking out for. Um, And I agree, um, Crypto, another thing that you had said about, you know, kind of figuring out like what's coming down the pipe, you know, that's part of, you know, what this communications team would be, you know, kind of dealing with um, and uh, hopefully being a part of in terms of, you know, helping to craft laws and such. Um, So go ahead, Jerry, you want to say something?
6: Yeah, I'd like to have Alex also uh, say her background experience, too because uh I mean people don't uh don't recognize her in, in the community. And then Luke Juan, I know you wanted to say something. If if you could say that real quick, Alex
5: Sure. I'm a uh former um SEC attorney, I'm a corporate and securities lawyer. Um, I worked also at one of those major international firms and um, I headed a practice. I founded two non-law related companies. I exited, moved into blockchain 2016. I've been here since. Um, I've helped out with quite a few projects, advise funds and, and uh, high net worth individuals. and um, I have a podcast called Crypto Immersion on Apple and Spotify and a bunch of other places. Um, And a community, that's CryptoImmersion.io, just to level up information. It's finance and blockchain information. Um, So it's jargon-free. It's just so you guys get solid background um, so that you can learn and integrate the information and not pop into rooms and say, what do I buy? Right? Because that's really dangerous. (laughs) You need to understand how your own risk profile works, how to identify risk, what financial markers you need, things like that. So I talk a lot about that stuff. I've been asked to write a book on DeFi. I am um, about two thirds of the way done. My publisher is actually messaging me right now. That's not fun. Um, And uh, the let's see. And um, I'm currently chief legal officer of a new um, creator uh, ecosystem called Mingxi.
6: Awesome, Luquan. Sorry to cut you off. After Luquan responds, we'll go to Sam for the first question from the people that got brought up. All right.
4: Uh I'm Lucas. Uh I have an Air Force back <laughs> Now, um you know, with uh with this proposal, um you know, it's it's getting a legal structure involved to where we um you know, have some sort of, you know, sense of direction to stay clear of, you know, the, the sort of security issue um that a lot of projects run into. Um at this moment in time, uh, the repegging of US T is not <laughs> in in our uh, plans for this proposal um, I mean maybe later on down the road when somebody wants to work on that uh, and have like a official plan for it uh, th- right now we have no um, you know stable coin um, uh, ideas uh, for this proposal
3: and, and let me just let me just kind of uh, piggyback on that you know as we, as I said we're talking with know uh, lean on them in terms of the direction to go with um, it's it's my um, suggestion that we hire them with within the entity to guide the technology side of things um, and so uh, you know so yeah I mean this the entity would be hel- helping to spearhead a lot of those types of initiatives so go ahead Sam
2: thanks Brian hope you're doing well um, as you know Your co-host Jerry and Lunkburn on me down there, and I did a proposal pretty much identical uh, based on using the methodologies of Holocracy to manage this this structure, Uh, went to vote and it didn't do too well. So what is the fundamental difference between what you're proposing and what we propose? Because I haven't heard that much in this.
6: I, I mean, I could probably cover that a little bit if you want me to, Brian.
3: Yeah, go ahead,
2: Jerry. All right, so
6: the uh, there's not a whole lot of difference other other than uh, it's a little bit simpler in the verbiage. the uh, The difficult part would be, obviously, after it passes the implementation. Uh, however, there's no set in stone uh, style that they have to use as far as business management style, and that's the main difference. So I love Holacracy um, and Holacracy would definitely work in
2: because it's basically a very similar structure. Okay, but yeah, we, had, how, author, how- we had the author of Holacracy on the space that said that having a chief technical officer and the CEO, etc doesn't really fit into the whole ideology or the methodology of it. Hence why we changed it to more decentralized kind of. Thing. Right. Right. It's not not unified power within like a couple of people in a company and a whole bunch of people have shared power and and ideas within it.
6: Yeah. So, I mean, it's still a structure. I would say that it's similar on a surface level. Um, However, when they when they start going forward with it, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be the exact same thing, uh, but
2: that's pretty much no, it. I mean, I just I just want to establish that the main difference is that you're going back to the hierarchy of CEOs, etc. Correct?
6: uh I mean, maybe in title, but I mean, there's still going to be uh, strict limitations on it, from my understanding. So, well, I mean, every CEO
2: has strict limitations in their role. They can't bankrupt the company for for a start, you know, things like that. Uh, so, okay. Um, so the stable coin and future repeg is at the door, as far as that's concerned, because that will not be a utility. You will need a licensing for that, definitely. You're you're talking about the the repeg or or USDT?
6: Oh, the repeg. To, okay, so yeah, it, there never was a stablecoin. Uh, that was false advertising. Uh, it's an algorithmic fungible token, is what it actually was. Calling it a stablecoin is not by definition. And I'm pretty sure the United States government is has passed or close to being passed what they define a stablecoin to be. And then we, I mean, that has to be paid attention to. That's why Alex was mentioning that that's a whole different animal as far as when that does come up. Because you have to adhere to the law. Otherwise, you're going to be looked at.
2: Okay. And uh, also, we need to get hold of the name, copyright, um basically websites, et cetera, like we had in the proposal to to get be able to incorporate an, under Luna Classic or Lu or anything like that in in effect. no? That's my understanding,
6: Yes, there has to be something like that uh, to be established.
2: And if you guys put in any kind of thing that, like, after 12 months, the community can see what actual gains this organization structure has brought?
6: I think the interim phase is shorter than 12 months, right, Brian?
3: Yeah, it's it's every three months. So, yeah, and there's, again, assuming we set up the communications department, they will be interacting with the community, if not on a weekly basis, on a biweekly basis, um, you know, updating the community on what, what coding has been done, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, I mean, we definitely want to keep the uh, community as in the loop as possible. And I don't know if you, you came in late, but the idea was every three months, we're coming back to the community with, um, uh, the budget for the next three months and the community votes yes or no on that. So that, that happens over the course of a year. By the end of the year, you'd basically have a, what's called a pattern budget, so you kind of know what you're going to be spending for the next year. Um, and we would then come to the community with that pattern budget and say, "Okay, you know, you can see the progress that's made. This is what we need in order to continue uh, with what we've been doing." And then it, the the community votes yes or no. What
2: happens in those first year if the community doesn't pass the budget? What happens to the structure when it doesn't have funding?
3: If that happens, then basically the, the structure would be uh, dissolved. Um, the money that's been used so far up to that point has basically been work being used on the blockchain um, on the L1 level. You know, it's our assumption that if people are seeing that progress, um, then they would, you know, let us continue to grow and build that um, and approve those budgets. So basically, you know, every three months we're showing proof of concept. Like, hey, we have the entity. This is the amount of funds that were utilized. This is what happened with them. And these are the this is what um you know those funds were used for, and you can see the progress.
2: I understand that, but generally when it comes to startups, people like to have 12 to 18 months of capital requirements before they step into it because it takes you know, five, six, seven months to get the structure up and running, the interim to hand things over, you know, it, things need to be in effect secure for it. Uh, that's how normal startups, when you go and do a business, you go capital raise, you fundraise to up because you want a starting capital that takes you, I would say between 18 to 24 months where you know you're not going to be making money, but you're spending money. And you need to be sure, because if you run out of capital in the middle of it, then you're kind of screwed, aren't you?
3: Yeah, that's correct. And, you know, we'd be more than happy to get 12 to 24 months of funding. But I don't think that the community would go for that. So we wanted to make it in smaller chunks that is more digestible um and i think that that you
2: you know your risk of not being able to deliver the whole 12 month program at the end of the day that's what i'm saying
3: i see well i mean we'll definitely be able to deliver on the l1 um improvements you know i mean i don't think that's uh that's even a question so um yeah as far as the entity getting set up yeah i mean that you know that does take time but that's not going to keep us from getting all those L one upgrades with the funds that we will be utilizing towards those. So immediately, um, you know, that will be, uh, implemented. Um, and part of that is bringing on, you know, like a Zara Dar or, you know, uh, you know, negotiating with like terror rebels to get their L one, the V 23. Um, part of the proposal also says that some of the funds that do, um, that we are utilizing will be utilized for past performance as well. Um, you know, part of the accounting firm that we utilize would be auditing and making sure that we're not overpaying for something uh, that had been done in the past. You know, so I mean there's you know there's a lot of moving parts to it.
2: Okay. I, I mean like the, the the past thing is it needs it needed to be settled. I mean it's been going on for long enough so that, that's that commendable that you guys want to actually settle those accounts get it over and done with. But um, okay. I get it. I don't want to take any more of your time off the people who got their hands up. So thanks. I'll, uh, I guess we'll have more AMAs and we can ask more questions later.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate those questions. And yeah, I mean, I'm a big I'm a big believer in that, you know, the people that did do a lot of work in the past, you know, they should be compensated in some way. Um, who was next up, uh, Jerry?
2: Just one more question, Brian. Where's the funding? Is it all coming from the community pool for the whole thing? L1 and everything?
3: Yes, it would be coming from the community pool.
6: (laughs) All right. uh, I think Lunk 808 was next, actually. So
7: go ahead. Hello, everybody. I want to thank Spoon and uh, Jerry Bryan to be hosting and co-hosting this space and everybody attending. My question is, so your main and only source of income would be community pool, right?
3: Yeah, that's correct. I mean, the idea is that the community owns this entity and any funding for it um, to basically continue to improve the uh, level one would be coming from the community pool.
7: Okay. Um, And the people that would be working um, for the company that would be uh, set up, would they work as an employee or as a contractor?
3: That's something that we would discuss with the attorneys. I do think that some will be contractors um, and some would be employees, uh, but it depends on which structure we go with. Like, if we went with like a Dow LLC, you know, technically there's no employees, so everyone would be contracted. But if you go with something like an S Corp, um, you know, then there would be employees, or a corporation, there would be employees. Um, it all depends. Again, we're going to rely heavily on the attorneys that have done this before. Um, Especially in the blockchain space. And so, uh, so yeah, so I think it actually, in the end will be a combination of the two, because one of the things I think is important, especially for developers, is to be in a position where they know that they have a job, and they're going to have a steady income. Um, and so, you know, I, you want to kind of keep that core group of people together for as long as possible. But then again, if one leaves, then we would hire someone else. So, you know, kind of to answer your question, I think it would be a balance of the two.
7: Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Now, getting back to what Sam can, uh, kind of said. So imagine if you have employees with a contract, right? And then the community pool there is a, another poll that says we need um, a addicts and all the money goes into that. And the first month, right away, there is no money anymore to even pay the employees. What What are we gonna do? Who is, who's gonna hold, um, who's gonna be held liable for not being able to pay the employees?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Being that we are doing um, three month increments The most likely thing to do would basically to, you know, for the employees to understand that basically they're being hired in three month increments. So I think contracting them for those time periods, the first year, I think is the most advantageous thing to do because then they know, okay, well, I'm going to be paid for the next three months. You know, it was approved by the community and those funds have already been transferred, you know, because we definitely don't want to get in a situation where we like, hey, say like, hey, we need this money, but it's not there. So um, and then after the first year, then I think you transition more people into an employee type of situation where they're getting, you know, salaried.
6: And uh, let me illustrate a little bit on how paying an independent contractor would look like you. They they would put bids in for work. Uh, Obviously, you know, whoever someone would be chosen about all the bids that happened and then whoever got won the bid then would not just get deposited all of the money for the whole entire job up front. They would be required to reach milestones and also do uh, proof of work reports every one week or two weeks, depending on what type of work they're doing and what the team uh, that's a part of that uh, is, is uh, what they come up with. So if they need it every week, they get it every week. If they need it every two weeks. They get it every two weeks. I think that's the standard. Uh, it's usually between one and two weeks and Lunkburn could probably Uh, support what i just said as well
3: and and let me just add on to that just uh part of the proposal is and this could fluctuate but we'd be looking at a a, a, a multi-sig wallet where there's five parties on it uh, one being the accounting firm one being the law firm one being the um interim ceo and then there would be two other parties you know one possibly a validator voted on by the community and then one, a community member voted on, on the by the community. Um, and so, you know, on a weekly basis, those signatories would transfer whatever funds would be needed for the following week's payroll or, you know, whatnot. Um, and so um, and that way, like, you know, all the money isn't just sitting in an account that one person has access to. So we'd be using an accounting firm, the funds would be transferred for the following week to that accounting firm. That accounting firm would then pay the different parties that are owed money that week.
7: Okay, that makes sense.
2: Lux so we're going to go. I, I sorry.
6: sorry, Brian. Yeah, I was just told I'm being the referee. but <laughs> So uh, yeah, Lux was next, and then we'll go to Lungberg.
3: We just lost Lux. I think he wrote
6: Okay. Well, we'll get back to him. Lunkburn, go ahead.
8: Hey guys, how are you? Sorry, I I joined a little late. I I was, uh, had it as a reminder, but I got busy with some work stuff. So um, I was thinking about this last night, and uh, you know, coming to today, um, and just listening, more so even listening to to the conversation now, I'm wondering if. Perhaps things are being overcomplicated a little bit, and where I'm wondering, uh, what I'm wondering about specifically is like, what's what's the real purpose and intention behind this organization that that um, be formed? And because we just we just had a very uh, you know we had the community vote no on a holocracy. And I was pushing really hard for, you know, common sense principles and guiding principles that would, you know, provide that level of structure. And it was voted down pretty heavily by the community. So my feeling is, is that like, well, what are we trying to accomplish? And if it's L1 work to be done, I don't even know if you need to do all of the stuff that that is kind of being suggested like i think you can do it without um without any of this really to tell you the truth and that's just my thought initially um the other thing is i guess my question would be if you are forming a structure how are you going to have the expertise to know whether or not the l1 developers are doing work that they should be doing and managing all the dependencies that are out there that already exist, you know. Um on the blockchain itself, right? Because it's a it's a little bit of a challenging uh proposition. There's a lot of hooks to a lot of different pieces in the blockchain that you have to you have whenever you do an implementation, you really have to look at every single dependency and um you know, the the stuff that sort of happened with uh, TFL and TerraStation lately, that would just be a good example of, you know, I'm not, and don't get me wrong, I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm just saying that you have to look at all of the dependencies when you're implementing anything. So, like, how would you have that expertise to evaluate whether or not the L1 dev is doing good work and, you know, is there an opportunity to just do this in a simpler way, I guess is my question, without all of this
3: overhead? Yeah, so let me kind of address the first thing you had mentioned in terms of, you know, why have an entity? Um, you know, in my opinion, you know, I really think that the community needs, you know, um, a party that is is unbiased to kind of lead the charge. Um I think that there's a lot of uncertainty with Terra Rebels, TVC, you know, like all of these different groups and they seem to be vying for for control and maybe it's just me thinking that, you know, but I think that if we have um a group that is focused solely on L1 Um, and also, like I said, championing it within the, the, the legal structure with the government, with various businesses, you know, basically the entity is sort of a point person in that aspect. Um, and so I think that that's incredibly important. I think the entity will give the, the community and the world notice that, you know, this is a serious business. We're taking it seriously. Um, and things are, you know, moving forward in a positive manner. As far as you know, um, what you were saying about you know having hooks and things such as that, you know, sort of the 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 core of the entity would be to have those L one developers who either can do the work themselves or initially, like you said, we would basically bid out things, um, and we would hire someone you know Zardar and you know people who have a lot of experience in that aspect. And again, I'm not a programmer. I'm not a developer. So maybe I'm completely bonkers, you know, um, in believing this. But I think that if we have like a core group of uh, L1 developers um, that they can do a majority of the the programming that's needed on the blockchain and other companies can just focus on the level two. Um, and then also, you know, if the entity, you know, becomes successful, like, you know, the, the coffers fill in terms of the community pool you know we can pull you know the top L1 people in the world over to us because there is a limited amount of talent out there um and so you know as we pull those more advanced people over i just think that it just advances the blockchain and what we can do with the blockchain so i hope that kind of answers your question if not yeah if can...
8: i mean so i think there's you you hit on the the part about not sort of being um biased and i think so, so the challenge, I think, that, uh, you know, and, and I'm trying to think of is there a simpler way to do this because I, I think you're going to have a hard time finding anybody who's not, you know, we talked about people sort of positioning for power or whatever. You know, everybody has sort of a vested interest, right? Like, uh, Brian, you're, you're a part of LDF right and so does that mean then that you can't be part of that entity i'm part of unity development team does that mean that i can't be part of something jerry's a part of luna sapiens um you know everybody's got their own sort of thing going and you know terra rebels has their own thing and terra c has their own thing so you have all of these different groups so I mean it's just to me it's another it's another group added amongst all of the others, and it's um you know i i i think that there it's just another group positioning for you know uh to to get work done which which my question would be well why don't you just why doesn't terra C. Vita hire the developer or why doesn't terra rebels or why doesn't you know what I mean? Like, why doesn't somebody that already exists do do the work? And that's a question.
3: Absolutely. And, and again, I'm not a developer, but I would think that if you're doing both L1 and L2, anything you do with L1 is going to you're going to kind of steer it towards helping what you're doing with L2. No, the two aren't. Helping. the two
8: aren't related at all. The L1 is just mm-hmm. L1. You're not you're not going to steer it towards L2. I mean, there's layer one is just like, it's like the foundation of a house, you know, like you're not, I don't think that's the case at all. So, but that's, Mm -hmm. that's, um, that would be my question, right? Because what really dictates who's able to be in not, not a conflict versus those that can and. I mean, again, I really was a big fan of the Holacracy because it's decentralized. This sounds to me like a, a version of TFL or something like that, um, that would be in place just for L1 work. What I'm suggesting is, I think that you could you could hire three really awesome L1 developers, and you don't need an organization. You need you need one person to manage their work. Like, that's that's my take on it, you know what I mean? Like, yes, you need budgets, and yes, you need those sorts of things, but that's not an organization to me. This is a very, or it's, if it is, it's a very small, small, small one. Um, otherwise, we're creating another TFL in my thinking. So, if it's not Holacracy, which was voted down strongly by the community, I guess that would be my, my question. And, and, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not throwing FUD or anything like that. I'm just saying that, like, I I wonder if there's a simpler way to do it and um, there's pros and cons for sure to both. Um,
3: so, yeah, and, I, and, I, and I completely, and I completely understand like the angle you're coming from. Um, I think that, you know, a big, um, another portion of the entity is you do have this group that is solely focused on promoting marketing lunk, the blockchain um, as opposed to a specific DAP, as well as, you know, at this point, as far as I know, like we don't have anybody who is spearheading, you know, uh, efforts with various governments around the world. We don't have anybody that is, you know, getting on the phone, you know, got, calling the exchanges like Coinbase and, you know, setting that up. And obviously, when you do get you know um, listed somewhere, you know there's a setup process that you have to go through, you know. And so at this point, it doesn't seem to me that we have any party that is actually doing those things. And I really think that we need that because you know that's that's how you grow. And so I, I guess so.
8: last question I I have is is like. What's the relationship? Because you know, we like whether it was like, let's say, it would be you know, if I took it on and I was like, okay, I'm gonna you know run and create an entity that would do do this sort of work, which <laughs> you know, um I would suggest that I could probably manage that team. Really, like that would be probably that's <laughs> anyway. I, i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go there um what I'm trying to say is that um if you're try, if if there was an l if if it's not like one development team versus the other you know if if for various reasons we feel like okay terror rebels we don't want to give them any l one developers because of x y z you know lost trust in them or aren't happy with them or whatever the case may be we feel there's a need for a separate entity does that then mean that that entity is completely detached from other things like being involved in a validator being involved in um you know other business activities on the blockchain and is strictly only solely based on l1 development
3: it the my vision of it, it was it would be detached from any other development. So uh, detached from any DAP development, um, okay. you know. And again, yeah, there. Was, oh, go ahead, crypto. Go ahead, Alex. You want to say something?
5: Yeah, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, but Spoon said I I could. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not my fault. absolutely.
5: <laughs> um, okay. So first, um, look, I'm not counsel here. I feel uh, a little awkward trying to. Um, you know, mention or, or discuss things when I'm an outsider and I recognize that I am and it's the community speaking to each other, which is a very important thing. But I can add a couple of things in terms of helping to discuss this in a more productive way and um, and to provide a little bit of structure for both the company and the um, and the discussion in general. For right now, it sounds like this proposal really discusses whether or not to implement an actual structure on uh, the um, on, on Lunk essentially, and what that structure should be and uh, how it should operate and what accountability there is. So probably for the purposes of this, right, rather than talking about L1 and things like that, because there are genuine concerns there, I, I think, you know, on one hand, there is more security without having state node risk. On the other hand, it's a huge amount of revenue that you'd be giving up if you didn't want to build a layer twos. So so I think that that's a very valid discussion, but probably not for this particular vote. So maybe focusing on um, the structure that's operated uh, or that's being considered, um, how that structure would uh, benefit the company and what the drawbacks are. And if there is a governance model that is already proposed, which it sounds like it, there wasn't one, this is the difference between that prior governance proposal and this one. The key difference is there isn't a governance model proposed. Um, if if you guys want to just agree on whether or not that particular governance discussion, uh, like it, should you develop an actual entity, I'm going to say outside as an outside council, right? Absolutely, you should. It is the thing that is going to protect all of you from each other, not just outside suits, right? Nobody knows each other in this space. I mean, some of you probably do, right? But for the most part, remember, what, what we most have is uh, like digital alliances more than we have um, actual friends, right? People that you can rely on in a particular time of crisis, et cetera. And the people who are in DAO structures and corporates in uh, crypto structures tend to change a lot. so. Um, the biggest risk that you face not having a formal structure on top of you is two things. One is <clears throat> something goes wrong and an outside third party wants to sue. You want the the uh, company itself, you want LUNC, protected from those outside parties. The second thing is one that most people aren't considering, the reason that DAOs are risky. DAOs are problematic because they reflect, generally speaking, the oldest form of corporate entity, which is a partnership. Partnerships were first formed in with the Dutch East India Company in the 1600s. Why don't we use those now? Well, originally, the people who were allowed to own things were all part of, like, the elite nobility of a particular area. They all knew each other. And if they screwed one another over, you would actually be, like, kicked out and become a pariah in society, not allowed to invest anything and become poor within a generation. So clearly, there are social constraints on screwing one another over. However... Now we have partnerships where people may know each other or may not know each other. But what happens if one of the members of this company, right, or this group, and I'm not saying it would happen. I'm just saying that what happens if somebody decides that they would like to drain a very, um, very uh, rich wallet? And you're like, what the hell? That's crap. Who does that? But it has happened, right? So someone decides it's just right there. And I already have a place on an uncharted island somewhere. I'm going to go live like a pirate on this crypto money. Great. Now, what happens uh, if that's one of the people within here and somebody wants, the person who owns the wallet wants to sue the entity? The problem really is that first, not only do they sue the entity, but they can sue in a partnership every single person for the entire amount. So let's say they stole $5 million. If you are the only person that has enough assets, you're responsible for that $5 million, and then you got to figure out how to get it from everyone else. But- the only thing the court's going to care about is that you pay up. This is how people lose houses. Let's say there's also something that happens between, um, you know, like two of the people uh, in here um, just don't like each other. And they're and they're you know, involved in this company and they end up having some sort of fight and it goes to court. You want to make sure that no matter what, no matter what happens in any of these entities, nobody loses their house. Right. You want to limit losses to only assets of the company and not your own personal assets. And that's everybody in this community. It's really important. So I do think that, uh, you know, it's it shouldn't, in my opinion, right, again, just my opinion, um, you sh- it shouldn't even be a question of whether or not you have a formal entity, you need a formal entity. Now, what kind of structure would that be? Um, the, the structure, uh, I think there is some concern with corporate structure about whether or not there's a hierarchy. There are a lot of very innovative corporate structures that you can create that don't have a hierarchy. And I know because I've created some of them, right? Like you can definitely be innovative, but having an organizational structure and um, and like at least another structure within there that is accountable for stuff is going to protect everyone and allow things to be much easier when it comes to dealing with any sort of regulatory issue. Remember the rules are changing. Right? We're about to enter a different era of regulation, not from the, uh, the PwC, the presidential working group, but because we're one of 200 company, uh, countries that actually just um, you know signed this mandate that is going to create an entirely new regulatory structure for cryptocurrency internationally. And it has to be compliant with that as well. You don't want a single person and their personal assets at risk because nobody will want to lead this company and you don't want that. So, hopefully that's
8: helpful. No, I mean, I think I think that is. Um, n- there's no nothing stopping anybody from creating an organization on the blockchain that is incorporated, and I'd recommend ev- everybody does that that has a an entity. um, I think what the question is is if there's a central governing entity for the whole blockchain, and you that's not even, I don't think enforceable at this point. like we talked about this before. If it's not decentralized, I mean, it it's a challenge how you would even implement it. But that aside, I do want to touch on something Brian said in terms of just, so, so basically, Brian, in terms of not conflict of interest, so myself being, you know, Unity development team, because we have dApps, I would be excluded or automatically sort of disqualified from running this sort of structure. Because, um, just, and this is just an example, I would be disqualified for running this structure because of developing Layer 2D apps, but in your case, running LDF, you could, you could run this new structure as, as CEO and you wouldn't be disqualified because you, you are not running Layer 2D apps. Is that correct?
3: You know, I think that that's going to be up to the community to decide. Personally, like if I were the CEO, I would leave LDF because of the fact that I wouldn't want that conflict.
8: Um, Uh, Okay. That makes sense. That's, that's a good, yeah. Okay. No worries. And that, that was my concern, right? Like it's, I think if you are going to go this route, then I think you almost need everybody in that L1 structure to have completely nothing to do with anything else. And And to be completely independent in every respect, no other business ties, nothing, um, you know, at all, um, then I think it's a different story. I don't know how the community is going to respond to it at large. They responded like, you know, just because I went and it felt like pushing rope we pushing a big boulder uphill. Jerry and Sam know um, what I'm referring to. Like, it was hard work. Um, and the community at large really didn't respond well to it. So I don't know how this is going to be taken. Um, so anyway, I'll leave it at that. Thanks for your time, guys. And uh, thanks for answering my questions.
3: Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I saw the Holacracy thing to me it just seems confusing um, and it's not something that people are are used to or are familiar with um you know and the structure that we would be setting up you know it's something that is happens every day thousands of companies are started every day um and it's something that people can wrap their 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 uh, their arms around and understand it so you know it's my hope that people see this and they like oh i i understand this structure i understand there's legal responsibilities um, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think the next person was Lux. If you want to uh, go ahead and ask your, oh, sorry, Jerry, your, your call, Jerry. <laughs>
2: no, you're right.
9: Okay, great. Spoon for hosting the space. And thank you, Jerry and Brian Colstein and legal advice. Questions that I have are, are three and um, I'll be direct with them. The first one is for, of course, Brian, what do you think, um, you mentioned that there will be five signing keys and it, from what it sounds, is that you would select the accounting firm and the law firm. So that means, and then the community you mentioned will have the validator and the community key. So that means that you would, and all uh, respects have, uh, 60% and able to unlock the unlocked. If you, um, communicate with the law firm and accounting firm, not saying that you will, but do you think that that's a conflict of interest or not? Number one, number two, L-
3: can, I, can I, let, let me answer that first. Let me do, let's do one question at a time, if that's okay.
9: Sure. Oh, so that's
3: a great question. So first of all, you know, the law firm, uh, the The keys. The only time any funds would be moving would be to cover whatever the payroll is for that next uh, week, or let's say if you know um, we did a bidding process and the winning bidder you know needed to be paid. That's the those are the only times that anything is actually being moved. Um, you know, obviously, if you're going with a reputable accounting firm and a reputable uh, law firm, you know, you they will not go. Um, beyond, you know, like what their mandate is and the mandate would be, you know, would, would be
9: set by the community. Does, does that kind of answer that? Uh, not clearly. And I'll try to be more direct. Are you choosing the law firm and the accounting firm?
3: The initial law firm? Yes, I would be choosing as far as the accounting firm um, that could be up to the community. Um, like I said, my, my thing with the accounting firm and the, and and is to basically get one that has international, um, reach because, you know, many of these teams may be outside of the United States.
9: You don't, you don't feel that that should be the community. So Lux,
4: as far as accounting firm, I could, I could find one. You could find one spoon could find one, right? We could put it up for a vote, have the community vote for it, and then, uh, decide which accounting firm. To go for as as far as the law firm, um, the initial one will be brought uh, by by Brian, uh, who you know strictly specializes in this sort of stuff. Now, when it comes to um, you know if somebody else has a, an idea for a different law firm, right, uh, put it up for for a vote to the community to get it replaced. This is just interim structure, right? Uh, people could be voted in people could be voted out um somebody could come out with a proposal to change the entire structure uh you know in total right um this is just to give that interim structure uh to keep the blockchain moving forward um it's literally (laughs) like just um in in the meantime right until
9: there's a full structure in place um to, to sort of replace it, you know? Thank you, Laquan. But with all due respect, it only takes a second for impropriety to happen. Not saying that that's what's Brian's attempt. My uh, next question is compensation. Is this a compensated position? And if so, what have you, what are you guys thinking in terms of pay?
3: In terms of uh, any anyone who is working for the entity is going to be compensated. Uh, their compensation would be based on whatever the median uh, compensation package is for uh, parties in that particular um, uh, position. Okay.
9: Have you ever managed a blockchain company or any company close to one billion market cap? And thank you very much.
3: Yeah. No, I have not, and I don't plan on being the CEO. Um, I just want to basically get this set up. Uh, the idea would be to hire a headhunting company to find an, a CEO who has done that and basically can lead us, um, you know, in, in the community to where we want to go with the chain.
9: Thank you again.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate the questions. Uh, go ahead. Monger.
10: Um, Hello. Uh, thank you, Spoon, Jerry, and Brian for hosting this space. Um, and, and thanks for pulling me up. So I, I do have a, uh, a question regarding um, or regarding um, this structure and it revolves around, it looks like uh, funding is going, going to be an issue because there are quite a few different projects and, and other things that are happening currently on the blockchain that is requiring funds to be uh, used from the community pool. So my question is, um, there, is the, there are off-chain funds that are in a multi-sig wallet that Duquan has said belongs to the Lunk community. Um, it was brought forth by Alex Forshaw. Would these funds, since you guys have talked about a law firm um, being involved in this, um, if the law firm reviewed these funds and made judgment that these funds are okay to use would these funds be something that you guys would be interested in in utilizing uh for funding and uh the other part of that is once this um once this structure is put in place uh the ceo and all that are there plans to uh, reach out for like vc funding and to try to get funding into the blockchain
3: that's a, a great questions, and actually, there is a, uh, um, a paragraph in the proposal that addresses that $4.1 million. Um, yeah, the idea would be to have the law firm audit that, um, or the accounting firm. The, they would audit that to see um, you know, if there are any uh, legal complications to it being transferred to the community pool. Um, so great question there. And then, um, what was your second question?
10: The second one was around um, so if this structure gets put in place and, um, and, and the key people are put in place, would there, would one of their priorities uh, be to try to capture VC funding or, or try to get funding into this blockchain?
3: Part yeah. Um, as far as funding for the entity, the goal would be to n- not do that because we want it to be completely independent of any um any other actors out there we only want it to be funded by the community but in terms of the entity reaching out to companies for funding of you know of DApps and such like we definitely want to try to sponsor things um we definitely want to reach out to companies you know say we can get this you know on you know uh, as a you know lunk as a payment structure within or as a payment form within different structures like Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatever it may be, um, we definitely want to try to to push that the envelope on that. Um, and so, yeah, so we would definitely be reaching out to various companies um, once the once the blockchain is is updated and up to code and to where we need it to be. Um, the number one priority, obviously, is to get all of these different upgrades done. But yeah, I mean, definitely, that's part of what the you know, the communications team would do. It's like they'd be reaching out to get us listed on different exchanges, get us you know um, into different wallets, et cetera, et cetera. Is that, uh, is that correct? Is that your uh, question? Does that answer that? Yes,
10: absolutely. Thank you so much.
3: Yeah, and right now, if I just add on, there's, as far as I know, there's no group that's actually doing that. You know, and I think it's so important, you know, it's like you have, you know, Apple, you know, Microsoft, all these companies have outreach programs, you know, they're working with other businesses. And so I just really think that we need sort of that presence as well.
6: I don't know if it's Davy or Davy. Uh, you're next, though. I just uh, put your mic on. I can't hear you. Are you there?
4: I'm here. I'm sorry. I, I didn't take my hand out. Uh, my question was answered. Thank you
3: guys. Okay. No worries. Great. If anybody else has any questions, feel free. We're actually past an hour. Um, so while we just do maybe two more questions, I, cause I have uh, some other stuff I have to go take care of. If anybody, go ahead. Uh, I was, I was
8: just going to say, Brian, I, I really appreciate, um, this, this conversation. And I think it's a constructive one to have my take on that. I I've been thinking about it more like, The best way, and again coming back from trying to get something passed, the best way to get this uh, through to people is not that some big corporation is being set up or anything. Like keep it as simple as possible. Really, all that's needed. You, I don't even think you need a CEO. I think you need one person that can manage L one developers you know get get a good person who understands that type of role and that can manage somebody like tobias or zardar and you need that one person and you need three or four developers three probably and then you know to your point you'd have you know some external groups that would be paid on a contract basis like for you know legal consultation or for accounting purposes and You know, for putting up a nice budget, but that one, that one manager of this team, like, it's really not some big organization that needs to form. It's like a small, tiny team. Like, like you could probably truthfully, you could even do it, you know, for what you need for the V23 upgrade. You could do it with one manager and one L1 developer. That would be my recommendation. And that manager is responsible for putting together the the budget or whatever. So Brian, let's say for you, as an example, if you stepped up and you were the manager of this L1 person, you would be responsible. You'd, You'd incorporate, certainly, so you're not individually liable, but it's like a super small, tight, tight, tight group. And you would, as that manager, you would produce the budget you would you would say okay here's the budget go vote on a community for our l1 two or three person team that i think you'd have a, a much easier we'll have a much easier chance of getting something like that through than if it sounds like this big monolithic structure that you know people will spin it that it's a you know take over of the blockchain or some some crazy thing like that you know what i mean that would be my recommendation so it's more of a um a recommendation than a question um but that's sort of my thinking is that you you really just need a small team
3: yeah and, and absolutely and i and i appreciate that and i think yeah i mean it could be just an advisor as opposed to the quote-unquote ceo um you know so yeah i mean totally you know the, the idea is that we would let the attorneys kind of guide that process and figure out like what is best legally um, to protect those who are, you know, involved with the entity as well as the community as a whole. Um, and so I just, you know, that's the number one priority is being legally compliant and making sure that whatever we do, it's going to last for a long time. Because as Alex said, there's a lot of changes that are coming. And we have to kind of be uh, nimble enough to to address those changes. Um, so yeah, so it's like you know everything is on the table, and you know y- you know if people don't want a title, you know that's fine. But I just want to make sure that everything is done um, in 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 the legal world, so that no one gets into any uh, financial or you know lawsuits and such. So yeah, no, I mean I think I think you know one if second, you can
5: I just. Uh, one but um, the the just really quickly because I know that we're coming short on time here um, the one thing I, that I I just want to say is this is a common um, uh, misconception that I hear all the time in the community and it makes sense why it exists but um, a lot of people want a very simple structure but the problem is blockchain is super complicated and legal and simple are mutually exclusive. And so the the real issue here is do you want to be like grow like the companies that we've seen who come crashing down or do we want to be like a a really compliant structure that's hardy enough to continue even when the market is down? Right. So that that's those are very different concepts, but um, I wouldn't necessarily say the complexity of the structure is something that's either good or bad. What's really good or bad is, does it allow the community to have a voice? Does it allow work to get done? And those two things together have been missing from nearly every blockchain. I I advise a huge number of people in this space. And the problem that we really seem to have is that there are a lot of people who want to make sure that the, the Dow or the, the governing group has a lot of say on everything. It is so hard to get anything done. The other problem that we have is a lot of people who want to build and see things that are growing fast. And I've said, that's not compliant. That's going to come down. That's going to come down. Actually, if you've listened to my podcast, you wouldn't have gotten involved in like, like any of the different scandals of the last two years, because it's easy to see. Most of these are just poorly structured. And there's, there are other problems there's governance and accountability problems but for the most part keeping in mind making sure that things can get done and the community has a say i think creates a great structure adding that third piece of it has to be simple is i think going to be really really difficult but i think that there can be a structure that's clear and clean that is easily explained where it's very easy to see who has say on what, and to modify that if needed.
8: Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. I mean, first of all, li- limiting liability, as you know, from a legal background, um, the moment you form an, an incorporated entity, an a, a corporation really only requires two positions on it, right? It requires a director and a secretary. And so you can have a, a fully incorporated entity with you know, you don't need 50 people for that organization, right? And the the you know, so I I'm not in I'm not disagreeing with the fact and I in an ideal world, we would have a, a an amazing company with an amazing sales team with an amazing accounting for internal accounting team, an amazing layer one development team we would have validator support 24 by 7 support where you could phone and you could get development support or validator support we would build all of that and i think that that would be a wonderful thing what i'm saying is is that i don't think there's any it's not enforceable by governance that's there now and i don't think that it's going to pass that's my my take um so what I'm trying to say is in my my estimation of what I think could get done is you could hire like a a manager or you know, and and like I said, you can call it whatever you want. It can be the CEO of the developers, but um you're the, the key is getting it passed, right? And getting adoption. And the the whole thing with the holocracy, like I've observed it just fracture the community more and more and more, and I'm I'm hoping that this can be done in a way that it doesn't fracture the community further.
3: Absolutely, yeah, and that's why we are, you know, speaking with different validators, explaining them to what's happening and such. Um, and on that note, does anybody want to say anything in closing? Alex Spoon, Jerry Laquan.
1: Um. No. No. Thanks, guys, for uh, attending the. Uh... AMA and what I want to do because Brian has to go and all of you have to go and keep in mind that we're going to have uh, a couple more AMA so this way I can you guys can regroup of uh, more questions that we can answer and uh, I want to end this with, uh, with a song music
4: well, and- I do want to say something real quick Spoon oh, before you start ahead. the music um, you know this is just one of many structure plans that um, you know community members uh, are coming up with if anybody else has any you know additional ideas right I expect people to come up with a with a structure plan um, in case this one doesn't pass um, it's good to have five 10 15 20 different structure plans uh, at least one of them will work right um, as far as this one goes um, yes it will bring um, you know uh, a legal structure uh, to support the blockchain it will bring um, some sort of structure because right now there is none and, and in order for this this blockchain to survive it needs one right so um you know even if this proposal doesn't pass i expect somebody else to put out a different one um you know after this one um it's it's interim um you know this would kind of go until somebody else has uh, an official sort of structure plan set in place for the blockchain that will uh you know benefit the community as well as development um i expect more i expect more structure plans to be to be brought up uh in the future um and Uh, with that being said what's that crypto
5: sorry i i i thought that you were done i have a lag sorry about that
6: yeah go ahead go ahead
5: um just uh i i a couple of things so first is um it's It's great to have alternate structures in general. I think the important thing would be for this, maybe have um, a call or a couple of people, just the the most important thing is to figure out what the priorities are, and then you can design a structure around that. Law is actually quite flexible. It might not look like what you wanted it to look like or what you thought it would look like or be in the timeframe that you wanted, But I've literally never said no to something that was legal. There's always a way to do it. So whatever the priorities are, there's a way to figure out how to make that structure work. Um, The second thing is, it's a great opportunity here. Um, Everybody should get involved and and be optimistic about it, right? Like this is something that is um, not something that's that won't work and that won't work and that won't work because nothing will happen. I think the the really important thing is to let uh, solid criticism in, um, and allow uh, a joint. Like everybody's in this together. It's not like a like one person versus another, or like you know Brian versus everybody. It's like Brian's trying to help the community. Spoon's trying to help the community. Jerry's trying to help the community. Luke everybody. Lux. Everybody's been trying to help the community. So the community just needs to figure out what the priorities are, and then you can build a structure around whatever that is, and then. What do you want the governance to be? Like, what are the priorities of governance? Do you want a lot of votes all the time, or do you want um, a few crucial votes where maybe there's an incentive for people to actually participate in voting? You can do that. So, all of those things and say, okay, that's it. And then leave the structure. it's it's a legal thing like it's not something to even really concern yourself about as long as the priorities are being met so otherwise it's just going to be a discussion about whether or not a particular structure is an appropriate structure and and then you're going to end up in a stupid legal argument which is something that honestly not even lawyers want you guys don't want that so it's really more about making sure it, and then uh, making sure that whatever the priorities are for any given idea then making sure that those just get enacted. Law should be the uh, wrapper afterwards, right? Which is just enacting whatever it is that you want to accomplish. When it comes to things like accounting and revenue and things like that, That's basically saying, what is our primary revenue structure going to be? How are we going to make money? That's a great discussion. And then saying, okay, let's build the financial tools in place that make that happen. And then make sure there's accountability points so that it's easy for someone to be able to do an audit. That's really it. So the structures follow the priority, not the other way around. So I would just don't want anyone getting hung up on a title or anything like that, because in the end. It doesn't matter. What really matters is is this whole idea moving forward. So hopefully that helps. I, I'm not trying to say anything dismissive to anyone. I think that the questions have been really great. I just really um, wanna make sure that the focus is really in uh, what exactly do you want this chain to do? Because there's like ne- there isn't really an opportunity in general for an entire community to judge or decide what a chain should do um, because usually the chain is built and then the community comes in. so um, that's it's pretty remarkable. so focusing on those things I think might be more useful. Um, just instead of getting it, who wants that kind of argument to be honest, I hate them and I'm a lawyer, right? I hate them. So anyway, that's all. Sorry, Jerry, I didn't mean to make you wait.
6: That's fine. Uh, I was only gonna ask uh, Brian if. He could take one more question, because we have one person requesting, and that would wrap it up.
3: Of course. Go ahead.
6: Okay, so X sometimes is coming up. So when X sometimes gets up, you can take the mic. I don't know if you can hear me, because usually when I'm connecting, I can't hear anything. X sometimes, go ahead. You have the mic.
11: Yeah, hello, everybody. Um, What I wanted to say was um, just what the crypto queen said, that no matter what structure we come up with, it's going to be complex. People can't just wait for a simple A, B, C, D. The blockchain is too huge for such a simple approach. It's always going to be complex. However, they can try to make it as understandable as possible, you know? And one more thing I wanted to say was um since we have this space, I think we should make this spaces slightly longer so we can hear from everyone. Because sometimes we just bring four people that are in agreement with having a structure, and then we move it from here to say a voting platform, and it's just abstain all true and no 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 abstain. So we need to really give the community chance to speak about these ideas and Let's just know if we, if we need a structure or we don't. We can't just keep bringing up ideas and people say, four people come up and say, oh, it's a nice idea and it just goes and dies. Let's just know what we really want. Do we need a structure? If we need a structure, let's support these guys coming up with these ideas and just make it work so we can, because we, we've we been here for like six, seven months, and we, we're still moving around like um, headless chickens. We're still fighting all the time, have, having disagreement all the time. Let's just come to an agree, agreement if we need a structure or we don't. If we don't, that's fine. We just stop this and move in a different direction. Yeah. Thank you very much.
6: I agree. And I do want to point out that uh, there are some validators in here, and I would like to reach out to the validators. I am not an author of this particular uh, proposal. I'm just here to kind of referee, and I support structure in general, which is why I'm here. But uh, if you're open to hosting spaces, uh, I think we're going to do some more. Uh, get in contact uh, not not necessarily with me but probably Brian or uh, or Luquan and uh, try to get a bigger audience on it and get some more feedback before it's finally drafted or I mean put into a final draft
0: cool thank you guys thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was Spoon hosting the Lunk Governance Proposal AMA Recorded on Monday, December 12th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with Spark IBC enabled. We blow through the dust Volcanoes erupt No one ever guessed That the game would be tough Keep the hands off When the play is a bust Playing old and just So we keep it on the one Blast off on the two Help me see the three. Third, eye open wide Checking out the scene Razor beam focused Starscream jokers Living off the fat Of the people they approach Tell me what happens When the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs Make the last stand matter No one ever planned For the famine on deck We was walking all erect with a dead man swagger, sitting in a little den, in the middle man. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble bu- bu- 1000000000 Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble babillion. Bu- bu- envision in the middleman listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then talk about how while the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion talk about how while the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next billion spaces <laughs>